Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Before we sleep, Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my. We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, Mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'm going to play football. Coming down from the gallows, and I don't have very long. actually, and take on the Washington Redskins. Good evening, and welcome to a Monday night edition of Steelers Six Pack, a fact or a fiction. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Along with me is my good friend, Zach Parnes, who is back on the East Coast and ready to rock and roll. Hello, Zach. Brian, I am back not only on the East Coast, but in my home. 
Syracuse, New York. Here I am. Uh, it's a beautiful town, and it's a beautiful day. If your idea of beautiful is 95, where the humidity makes it feel like 100, in which case, but pretty beautiful. <laughs> That's what you were born into, buddy. Until you can get a paycheck on the West Coast, I love it here in the East. I'm never leaving, my friend. I could visit, <laughs> but I'm staying staying here on the East Side. I'll tell you one thing that I just dislike about the East Coast, and I mentioned it earlier, is humidity. It's gross. I don't know how we can deal well, with it down in Maryland when I live there, Brian. I, I, I don't know how I bear that. <laughs> I could honestly say it seems like the you have not adjusted, to, adjusted at all to the East Coast weather because I can hear it a little bit in your voice, but I know your brain is sharp and ready to go to whip open that six-pack of Factor Fiction well, as we get closer to start this season. Absolutely, and, you know, I'm ready to dive right in here. I mean, it's right around the corner, Brian. Come on, we got to be talking Steeler football right now. Yes, we do have to be talking Steeler football, but I'm not a pop culture guy if I do not mention two significant pop culture deaths real quick before we go that really have nothing to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I do want to uh, say rest in peace to uh, Harry, Harry Fujiwama. And if you probably don't know who that is, that is the WWE, World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling Entertainment's own Mr. Fuji, who passed away yesterday at 82, a Hall of Famer, and another Hall of Fame actor who we lost today. You might know him best from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Rest in peace to Gene Wilder, who we lost today. Yeah, and Brian, I want to I talk really quick about Gene Wilder. Um, I, I myself am not a huge WWE fan, so I, I can't attest uh, to Mr. Fuji, although I have only heard good things uh, in everything that I've read today. But I want to talk about Gene Wilder. This was a guy who was extremely special and talented and just a really talented and giving man. He was just a phenomenal person. I mean, 2016 has just sucked as far as people who are significant uh, or, or not significant, but just famous in the eyes of much of America right now. I had massive love for Gene Wilder. I, I grew up on that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie, that being one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. He's fantastic in Blazing, Sal- in Blazing Saddles, excuse me, not Blazing Salads, which I'm sure he would have loved to make too, but I'm sure you know he'll stick to the Western <laughs> theme instead of the kitchen theme. But um, <laughs> so... I, I loved him in that. Listen, he's amazing in Dr. Frankenstein. The guy, every single role that he touched was really fantastic. I'm sincerely going to miss Gene, and I'm glad that you brought that up here before we start our program because life is a lot, deal, uh, a lot deeper than football sometimes, uh, especially when it came to uh, Gene Wilder in particular, uh, a man who really affected so many others with his performances. Well, I feel like I I knew him growing up for a fellow who grew up in the 70s like I did. Um, It always always seemed to be the comedy team of Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. And uh, Gene Wilder also had a uh, very significant significant other in the Gilda Radner, who we lost 26 years ago now. And uh, actually 27 years ago, passed away in... um, very young in 1989, so uh, two uh, so comic geniuses. The world is just a little bit, a little less funnier today. But uh, so rest in peace to uh, Gene Wilder, and also I was, I am a big wrestling fan, and Mr. Fuji was a legend, so rest in peace to him. But let's go on to some happier things, and we're going to go on to the six pack of Factor Fiction. And as always, the six pack is brought to you by two very important sponsors. One being Frank Walker Law, Zach. Yes, Frank Walker Law, Brian, and I want to tell you, this show is sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his PA office, call 412-212-3878, or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com. See how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. We're also sponsored by Centerfield Smoke, the number one destination for Pittsburgh sports apparel for Steeler fans, Pirates, Penguins fans, all over the place, everywhere. Visit them at www.centerfieldsmoke.com. Brian, those are our two lovely sponsors, and we just got to give them yep. another round of applause here. And we thank them very much. So let's get in 
to the six-pack of Factor Fiction. Now, before we get in, I'm going to mention that uh, week three was so much brighter for Steeler fans, as I feel that was, uh, if that's going to tell the tale, and I always think that week three is very significant to uh, foreshadow a season, and if that is indeed true, then we are in for a dandy of a year, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, barring injury. I hope that keeps up. But we did have a few significant injuries in week one, and that is the focus of number one. So fact or fiction, Cam Hayward, who a lot of people say is the heart and soul of the defensive line, so Cam Hayward is able to suit up and play week one for his Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you know, I mean, first off, I want to say fact because I, I think that Cam's a tough guy. I think he's going to get out there. I, I think that, you know, that there's going to be, um, you know, a lot of doubt about the severity of his injury. Listen, the sprain is minor to some, but it is very, very, very crucial to these guys, especially when they are extremely large and they're built on having the majority of their weight there in their trunk. Uh, you, you need strong legs to be able to back that up. And the bottom line is, is that whether or not we want to call it a, a cut block or not, which I, I will agree and say that it was a cut block in that NOLA game, um, you know, this is a guy who's going to take his time to recover, but I think he is going to be back for week one. I, I don't think it's as, you know, doctors are saying it isn't as severe as people are saying. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people are very optimistic that he can come back with it. Um, you know, this was something that happened early in the game, and it also begs the question, how hard should these guys be playing in the preseason? Simply because when you have injuries like this, you wonder how long they can keep guys out for. Now, as I said before, I think Hayward will suit up week one. Um, you know, and he's told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that he's going to be there. He said exactly that. So I, I believe in him. I think he's going to be there. The doctors are, uh, you know, are very optimistic about everything right now. So I think... As far as Cam Hayward goes, yes, he will play. But if this was somebody else, ask yourself if this was a running back, a star wide receiver in this league, how would that have been treated? Probably a little bit differently, which can bother you in some extent. But at the same time, it still doesn't really address what we're talking about here, which is Cam Hayward. I think he's going to be there week one. It's a fact for me, Brian. And it is a fact for me as well. Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported it today that he will be indeed ready for the opener September 12th, which he does get an extra day since it will be on Monday night football. You can, you can even actually call that an extra day and a half maybe. And then Cam also tweeted out what you call a setback, I call a comeback. And I love the heart and the determination and the words of Cam Hayward saying that. This guy is a warrior. He is tough. And he, he's one of those guys that I think when it goes down in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's, he's going to be synonymous with uh, this era of Steeler defenders as far as his toughness. So I know he's going to be back out, out there. Will he be back out there 100%? I hope he is. But I, I definitely agree with you, and we will call it a double fact on that one. Cam Hayward will be back week one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was watching the game on, uh, on Friday Night Live with uh, editor of the Behind, uh, Behind the Still Curtain, uh, Jeff Hartman, and when we saw Cam go down, we both were like, oh, oh, I mean, uh, you could have heard a pin drop. We were, I mean, our hearts just fell through our rib cages there. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure Cam will be back, and uh, it's not as severe as at least we once thought. Now, speaking of watching the game with Jeff, while we were watching it, he helped inspire me for number two here, and he brought up the fact that we were talking about how great Eli Rogers looks. So he said, well, here's a fact for the show. Eli Rogers will take catches away from Sammy Coates in 2016. So that is our number two fact. So fact or fiction, Zach? Uh I go with fiction on this one, Brian. Listen, Eli Rogers is a talented guy. He's quick. He uh, really knows how to utilize those cuts, and he's been beating a lot of corners off of stuff right now. But I'll tell you right now, two catches for 17 yards in a game doesn't exactly warrant him taking catches away from the designated number two guy to Antonio Brown right now in Sammy Coates. And I'll tell you why. Listen, the guy was targeted four times. One of them was uncatchable. But he could only take the ball so far in this last game. 
And I think that's really going to show over time. I mean, I've said that I think he's going to get the roster spot, but is he going to take catches away from the number two wide receiver on the program? No, it's not going to happen. I just think it's too far-fetched. Listen, Coates had a 58-yard grab for a touchdown. He looked absolutely fantastic. We have Antonio Brown back. Le'Veon Bell was out there, took a few runs as well. We're about to see more of the major guys coming into this preseason landscape. We're going to begin to start forgetting about some of these guys like Eli Rogers once week's week, excuse me, once week one rolls around. I mean, for God's sake, the man Xavier Grimble had more yards, and he's a, the fifth-string tight end. I don't think I've ever seen, you know, a, a bigger impact from a guy who's been listed as the fifth string before, but that's just what happens. Um, this is preseason football. It's going to be considerably different. No, he's not taking catches away from Sammy Coates. Will he find himself with some catches? Sure, but they're not going to be headed Coates' way, I'll tell you that much. Well, I am going to take your fiction. I'm not just going to raise it with a fact. I'm going to raise it with a double fact. Eli Rogers is definitely going to be taking away some some um, snaps, and also some catches from that of Sammy Coates. And also the other fact I'm going to put in is the fact that I don't believe that, that Sammy Coates is the number two in Pittsburgh. I still think it is Marcus Wheaton. But when you're talking about Eli Rogers, this guy looked fantastic in 2015 in the preseason out of Louisville, and then he got hurt, and he wasn't able to play at all last year. So then fast forward to the season. And Martavis Bryant wasn't there for Ben Roethlisberger to throw to. Marcus Wheaton did not come out shining for Ben Roethlisberger to throw to. Antonio Brown, of course, he is, he is number one with a bullet. You know that. But for number two, I still think that there's going to be some action. I think it's going to be Marcus Wheaton. But as your number three guy, I think it's going to be more and more Eli Rogers and Sammy Coates. And the guy that really needs to worry here is Darius Hayward Bay. And the reason I'm saying all of that is when Ben Roethlisberger finds comfort with a receiver, he goes to him more, more and more, more and more, more and more. That's how much relationship means to Ben Roethlisberger with his receivers. Now, I know a lot of quarterbacks are that way, but Ben finds a receiver that he trusts, and when he finds that trust in you, he keeps on honing that relationship. And that trust had definitely um, – you know it's been developing in camp, but has developed more and more – in that third game. Now, we talk all the, we've talked since the Denver playoff game that, well, Sammy Coates is the guy. Sammy Coates is the guy. Sammy Coates definitely is the guy, and he's going to play well, but he has had some hiccups, and I haven't seen those hiccups yet from Eli Rogers. So I think Eli, being the second-year man also, he's not really a rookie coming in. He's been in that camp before. He's had time to grow. He's been around, and I really think – that he's going to be a part of a four-headed, maybe a five-headed monster in Pittsburgh as that offense gets ready to roll in 2016. So, fact for me, Zach. That's pretty bold, but here, let me talk. You mentioned Davis Hayward. You mentioned DHB, Darius Hayward Bay. Now, let's go back to him for just a second. Keep in mind that Darius Hayward Bay might lose some catches to Eli Rogers, but Rogers is 5'9 half. Okay, Darius Hayward Bay in shoes is six three and a half. This guy is going to be the deeper threat, and that's something that you really don't get with Rodgers all the time. I mean, we haven't really seen a whole lot of this guy as far as his streaking ability down the field, which is a major part of the NFL, um, especially for wide receivers who want to be seen as a full threat. Um, so I don't 100% buy that he will be taking out position, uh, you know, certain catches from THB because I think that's all sort of positional. But I do like your point about Ben Roethlisberger. He does like to target those friendly receivers. Listen, we've seen it from the very beginning since the guys started forming a loving relationship with Antonio Brown, and everyone doubted whether or not Brown could be the number one wide receiver, and boom, Ben and him had the connection, and now he's there. Um, and now I think you take a look at Eli Rogers. He's got the talent but he might have to stick around a few more years just to grab those, those uh, grabs away from other guys. Well, you know what, Zach? Size may matter when it comes to ordering a jersey, and size definitely matters when you're talking about porno. But when we are talking about a football player <laughs> and we're talking about a guy like Antonio Brown, his size has not mattered because he is the number one 
receiver in all of football right now, and especially the number one draft pick in most fantasy football drafts right now. This guy is the hottest Pittsburgh Steelers receiver I have ever seen, and his size doesn't matter at all. And I think Eli has been making dynamic, just spectacular plays that could make him a guy that could jump in and, and come from under a rock and out of nowhere and have his, have his name read a lot of times. Now, Antonio Brown, back in 2009 when he was drafted, he wasn't even the second-best wide receiver drafted on the team. At the time, that went to Emmanuel Sanders, who was drafted in the third round out of SMU. So this was a guy that they were hoping just to come in and play special teams, and then he made himself the best player in the league. Am I saying Eli Rogers is going to be the greatest player in the league? No, I'm not. But I think with a quarterback that throws the ball and trusts you like Ben Roethlisberger, he is definitely going to benefit. So I think the star is on the rise for a guy like Eli Rogers. And even though the star is on the rise for Sammy Coates, he's not going to get the catches that we thought he was going to because now there's another guy in town that is just as capable, and his name is Eli Rogers. And if we can harken back to a show that we had a couple of weeks ago, Eli Rogers is going to make the team, which means you owe me a Peroni sandwich already. <laughs> I, you know what? I was really hoping that would kind of fly under the radar. I think he's going to oh, make yeah, yeah, that, that never, when it comes to food, I don't forget. <laughs> well, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. I've certainly watched him play, and I think he's worthy of it. But I am still of the belief he, he's not going to be the bigger target that we think he's going to be. Listen, a number of years ago, the Steelers put on uh, for a guy at, at a different position, at a different position entirely, and he's a fresh name in all of our minds, and his name was Dry Archer. Okay, a lot of people were very excited about Dry Archer, especially because he had the speed. He ran the fastest time at the combine. He looked super agile, and he seemed to get around players extremely effectively in the preseason. Well, guess what? Regular season rolls around, and Le'Veon Bell is there, and D'Angelo Williams is there. Listen, there are three wide receivers who are seasoned veterans going to be taking catches above him and guys who have seen more play time not even in years but just in more downs on an NFL field and that's what's going to separate him uh, from the rest of the pack but I guess I am going to owe you a sandwich so I can't I guess you're the real winner here Brian let's be honest if you like <laughs> I'm, I'm a double winner Bragging <laughs> so rights and sandwich rights sandwich. what's that I said let's be honest here because the real winner of this even if Eli Rogers gets on the squad, which I'm sure is a win for him as you because you get the sandwich out of it. Well, maybe one day they will name a sandwich after Eli Rogers, too. That would, be, that would just be the fries and slaw on the sandwich. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. <laughs> if there's going to be a Rogers sandwich, it might not be after our Rogers. It might be after Aaron. Oh, what, what Aaron Rodgers or Landry Jones? <laughs> Which one would that be? <laughs> I'm never going to live this down, and it's horrible. It's horrifying. Yeah, you know what? It, I am recording that show from a few weeks back, and I will always have that on you. And uh, it, it's fantastic. But uh, I'm sure you are going to have plenty of stuff on me as we go deeper and deeper into the weeks on this show. So let's go to the third one, and we're going to talk about not really a position battle, but just a battle for just getting on the field. And that happens to be with two cornerbacks that we are anxiously awaiting their arrival to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that would be Senquez Golson and Artie Burns. So, fact or fiction, Zach, Senquez Golson plays more snaps in 2016 at corner than that of Artie Burns. I'm going to say fiction on this one. I think Artie Burns is going to step into this role very early, and I think he's going to be a starter from the get-go. Listen, when you invest a first-round draft pick in someone, you're expecting that they can come on and play pretty much every single down for you. Senquez Golson, although he was very near that first-round topic, uh, did not end up being a first-round pick. And that's what separates the two of them. Golston also has another year under his belt, a big creative difference as well. But I will tell you this. Artie Burns has looked so emphatic in this preseason and in training camp right now that I think we are going to see him 
take more snaps than Senquez Golson. Listen, there's a lot of injury issues right now with Golson. We've got all sorts of ankle talk and whether or not he's good from the shoulder and whatever. Artie Burns, this is your calling, man. When one man goes down, the other one steps up, okay? You know, my dad's got this great life saying. I I usually don't say much uh, about what my dad has to say because sometimes I think it's not very intelligent. But I will tell you that he has this one fantastic saying where he goes, life, and, and, you know, he heard this at a very drastic time in his life, and I don't want to make it serious, but my dad's a two-time leukemia survivor, uh, or excuse me, lymphoma survivor, not Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he said in his second stint in the hospital, he was sitting there, and a guy was sitting next to him who probably had stage four cancer and was, you know, in way worse shape than my dad. My dad had it bad. But he proceeded to say a, a Winston Churchill quote, which was, when you're going through hell, keep going. And I think that this is exactly the sort of situation that we are going to have for Artie Burns. He's going through hell right now. He's getting worked hard because he's expected to be the starter on this team. There's a reason that Pittsburgh fans have been crying for a cornerback for years. I mentioned it a few shows ago. I I was upset when Darkies Dennard ended up going to the Cincinnati Bengals and not to our boys in black and yellow. But I'll tell you this, Artie Burns is going through hell and he's going to keep going, even if that means he doesn't have Sinclair's Golson to back him up. Because I think this guy is going to be the best cornerback on the team in a few years. I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table, Brian. Well, you know what? First of all, before I get into this, I'm going to raise a glass to your, uh, your pops there. And uh, Thank congratulations you. being a double survivor. As a survivor myself, not of the same thing. I, uh, I know what it's like, and I love that quote, and that's something that I am going to actually be printing up and uh, keeping with me at all times. So thank you for sharing that. That is absolutely fantastic, and I love to hear that. Now, when it comes to the quarterbacks, Artie Burns and Senquez Golson, it's kind of like when you're out, and you're out on the prowl, you meet a young lady, and uh, you get her phone number, you have a great conversation. She says, yeah, we should go out sometimes, and you call her. She agrees to come to a date with you, then she cancels, and then you reschedule, and then she cancels again, and you know, you feel like it's never going to happen, and then all of a sudden you just give up. That's what it seems to feel like with both Senquez Golson and Artie Burns for me. That, I mean, I'm not sure which one's going to come out first, but I love the heart of a guy, I actually love the heart of both of these guys, I think they're fine people, and I think they're warriors and de- desperately want to be on that field. Sinquez Golson, he's a guy that's coming out and say book it by you know in seven weeks, which is would make him out in like week four or five on the field. He goes, I will be there and I will be playing. And that's something you've got to admire the tenacity of a guy like that. He's desperate to play. I have a feeling that this guy. You know, God willing, with his injury situation, he's going to do everything he can do to get on that field. Now, I haven't seen it quite yet from Artie Burns. I feel like he has that kind of tenacity, but it just doesn't feel like it as much for me. So that's why I'm going to go ahead and say fact that we are going to see Senquez Golson faster. And it's more than a feeling than anything. And this is something that I might be completely wrong. We might never see Senquez Golson. But I definitely think we're going to see Artie Burns. But I think Senquez makes the field quicker because right now Artie Burns has a lot to learn. He's a little snake bitten this year with injuries and just uh, just a situation not looking that dynamic in camp so far. So I'm going to, I'm going to point the arrow to uh, to Senquez Golson, and that could be uh, that could be another sandwich bet for us, Zach. <laughs> well, here, I'll, first off, Brian, let me raise a glass to you as well, because beating that, it, it is not an easy thing. I saw what my dad went through, um, and I can't imagine, you know, what that is like, and I pray I never have to experience that. Second of all, I want to call the contrast in the uh, in the levity of our uh, our conversations. There, we went from me talking about. My dad's surviving cancer to you talking about asking a uh, pretty girl there out on a date and ending up canceling <laughs> with you. Two of the worst things in life, man, I'll tell you right there in one little <laughs> word that you'll never hear again. 
But um, <laughs> you know, as, as far as the uh, the sandwich bet here, I, I and you know this goes back to what we were talking about with Cam Hayward. When a guy says that he wants to play, he wants to come out, and he wants to be firing on all cylinders, and he gives you a week or or a deadline, you know. You almost expect it to be like any other professional in the world. You expect him to meet that deadline. I mean, for, for God's sake, you know, in, in this business, in the business of sports casting, it, it's a constant deadline structure. And, you know, now we're seeing that here with the season creeping up on these guys. So I'm intrigued to see if, Clint, if Golson could get back in time. Don't think that he will, but I still think Artie Burns is going to outperform in, in those first couple of weeks, I think that he's going to go the distance. That's why I'm sticking to my fiction. Well, we will, once again, excuse me, like I like to always say, agree to disagree. You know what? Just seeing any of those guys on the field right now is going to be a victory for Steeler fans. So I'm hoping to see them, both of them, and I'm hoping they make an impact. There's a major part of me that wonders if it's ever going to happen, just like that date with uh, certain young ladies. But on the bright side of the whole thing, my uh, current wife, uh, current wife, my wife, who is standing right here in front of me giving me the look of the devil right now after I just said that, uh, she had to cancel on me once or twice, and now we've been happily married almost 10 years, and that will be in 2017. So there is a, uh, you know, uh, good things come to those who wait, and so let's just uh, hope that's what's going to happen with Artie Burns. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I just compared my wife now to Artie Burns <laughs> and Senquez Golson. Well, and I, I have a feeling I, I'm going to pay for that one. Brian, those, you know what? I, I would never really wish this upon you, but, man, those, those 10 years could end really quick if you keep calling her your current wife, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know. That, <laughs> that look was icy. <laughs> the joys of... Marital bliss, my friend. Well, that's one half of the six-pack. We have three dead soldiers down. We have three to go. And I want to remind you all to please call in and please join us on the Fact or Fiction. And we will take uh, your comments and calls at the end of the show. So join us by calling in 347 850-8581. Once again, that's 347-850-8581. And share anything. Um, that is our favorite part of the show, if I could uh, speak for Zach and myself. So, But before we do that, let's go ahead and listen to a message, if I could get to it here, a message from our sponsor, which we're sponsored by Frank Walker, and we're also sponsored by Centerfield Centerfield Smoke. So here's a message from Frank Walker Law. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker Law, and we are also sponsored by that of Centerfield Smoke, and Centerfield Smoke is the best and most unique Pittsburgh sports apparel provider for Pittsburgh fans everywhere. Visit them at www.centerfieldsmoke.com. In the 30 seconds that we heard that commercial, I actually uh, got on um, Frank's website to see if he would take marital cases, because I'm in a lot of trouble after that last comment, but uh, we're going to hope I could smooth that over. Uh, maybe I'll get a couple shirts from uh, Centerfield Smoke because uh, nothing, nothing smooths over any, any problem than a really cool T-shirt, Zach. <laughs> I'm, I, I'll tell you right now, I, I just Googled it just to make sure because I'm sure that Frank Walker can do a fantastic job. But I'm, I'm reading here, hiring a marital lawyer. Some tips on, from the judge on hiring an attorney to handle some or all of your divorce cases. So I got this link here. Uh, if you want me to forward it over, yeah, hopefully I don't have to <laughs> because I, I don't want to count that out. But, uh, you know, I, I have a link. That's right, Brian. Don't worry. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate you've got my back, and I'm really thankful for that. But I think I'm going to be fine because there's one thing I've learned in the last 10 years, and that is the art of groveling. So <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> We've got three down, three to go with Factor Fiction. And here's an exciting one, one the guy that I'm really excited about. We talked about rookies last week. We talked about uh, Tyler Matakiewicz, and then week three comes around against the New Orleans Saints, and there's a guy that I am so much more excited about once again as I was when he was drafted, and that is Javon Hargrave. So fact or fiction, Zach, Javon Hargrave starts week one, and barring injury, remains the starter throughout the entire year. Well, you know, it's funny. We had a question very similar to this about him a few weeks ago, and, and I said fiction. And I will tell you this. When you take a look at the way that he has produced here uh, for the Pittsburgh defense, listen, he was the fourth leader in tackles, okay, with four, with four solo ones and a massive sack as well to go along with it. Um, you know, he has done such a great job here in the preseason I go with fact. I think he's earned himself a starting spot, uh, you know, which I, I had massive doubt about him. I think that there was a lot of concern about it, but I think that this is a guy who can step into that position and really push the envelope here for the Steelers' defense and sort of give them a, a new sort of life. Listen, he's young. He's coming out of him. It's a very, very obscure um, little place uh, in South Carolina State. But I will tell you this right now. If it's not Cam Hayward, it's going to be Javon Hargrave. And I don't even think that he has to be started at the nose tackle position. I think he's got a great potential uh, to play in on the defensive end side because I think he is that dominant right now. Uh, So, yes, I think he is going to get a start here in week one, the 23-year-old. I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, Javon Hargrave, man. I am going to agree with you emphatically, and I'm going to say fact. Javon Hargrave will start week one, and let's hope he does not get hurt and he gets to play the whole year and build on a fantastic career in year number one for Javon Hargrave. Now, I like the size of Daniel McCullers. I like a lot about Daniel McCullers, but I just think that this is the guy, a guy that has 15 sacks in college at any level. I don't care if it's not Division One. I. I don't care that he did not play for Florida State. I care for the fact that this guy has a motor and he is all over the field. When I was watching the game the other night, it was he had pursuit in the backfield, and next thing you know, he is behind right about to make the play. He didn't make the play, but he's right behind the tackle 10 yards downfield. That's how quick this guy is. That's how agile he is. That's how well he moves. I really love this guy. I think he can be a potential star on that team. And uh, with uh, no disrespect to Daniel McCullers, I think Javon Hargrave is the guy. You know, guys come out of – Guys come out of small schools all the time. Steeler legends come out of small schools all, all the time. I will mention jo, uh, John Stallworth for, in the 1974 draft. I mean, that's a Hall of Famer. I'll mention a non-Steeler that came out of a very small school. You might have heard of him, one that the Steelers tried desperately to draft named Jerry Rice. In 1985, I just read that recently. I did not know that, but that's for another time. So guys come from small schools, and when you get a chance to play in the Shrine Games, in the All-Star Games in college, against Division One, traditional Division One competition, and you shine on the defensive side of the ball the way Javon Hargrave, the grave digger, did, you are somebody special. And when they drafted this guy, I was – I was pining for them to draft him in the second round. And when he fell to the third round, I was celebrating, and I was tweeting all of – not tweeting, um, messaging all of my friends via text saying, look out for Javon Hargrave. They're like, who? I'm just – just check this guy out because he's coming up. They're going to pick him, and they did indeed pick him, and I looked like I knew, I knew everything at that time. I was patting myself on the back. I told you, Javon Hargrave. So I am investing a lot – with this guy just for the fact that I am so excited about him 
that I feel like I drafted him, and I had nothing to do with it, but I just read a lot of publications. This guy is the real deal, and he should start. And there's nothing wrong with starting a rookie. And there's nothing wrong with letting a rookie go on day one and start their career. I don't believe in making a guy redshirt, whether it be four, four weeks, six weeks. I thought Martavis Bryant two years ago really should have never redshirted whatsoever. I wanted to see him out there more and more on week one and, and play the entire time, and that might have had a significant difference in that year. So when you have a guy that can play, let him play. And I believe this is the one guy on the defensive line that is going to be starting, and you're going to know the name Rave Digger, and you're going to see him play. I was going to say in Hawaii, but they don't play it there. It looks like Orlando now. You're going to be seeing him play in Pro Bowls, and hopefully not as many, because when you don't play in a Pro Bowl and you're that good, that means your team is in the Super Bowl. So fact Javon Hargrave will be the man, barring injury. Is is that his nickname? Is his nickname Gravedigger? Yeah, he's the Gravedigger. I love that name. That's really good, but you know what? Whenever I hear that, I I had the pleasure last year uh, being here at the lovely Syracuse University. We had an event at uh, at the Carrier Dome, and it was Monster Jam at the Carrier Dome. Don't ask me why I went to Monster Jam at the Carrier Dome, but I had a phenomenal time. And whenever I hear that name Gravedigger, I think of that monster truck. There is a monster. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I don't follow it. Oh, that's the, the only uh, one I know by name, and it's called Gravedigger. So he will be the second most famous Gravedigger in America, which is pretty sad, to be honest. Gravedigger is the Hulk Hogan of monster trucks. He is the name <laughs> synonymous with monster trucks. I have no interest in it. In fact, I'd rather watch uh, Casey Hampton in a wing-eating contest than, than watch something like uh, a monster trucks, but I know people that go there fall in love with it, so maybe I should just uh, just try it sometimes. But uh, yeah, grave digger. There's going to be an even more significant grave digger, and he's going to wear number seventy nine for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Book it. Well, I, I sure Let's, hope so, Brian, because if he can, if he can beat out the monster truck, then the Steelers are doing something right. You know what, that would be cool. You know when they used to do the Oklahoma drills? Javon Hargrave against Gravedigger. So Gravedigger v. Gravedigger. That would I be fantastic. I, yeah, I, I would put some pay-per-view money on that. There we go. We could be promoters. Remember we when promote, Carl Lewis you, tried to – not Carl Lewis, event? but uh, Ben I, I Johnson tried to race a, an actual horse back in the uh, 90s? Do, do people watch – like Monster Jam, do they have televisions? I like. I, I feel like there are much more interesting things to watch. Can you even you know what that? I? ESPN, back in the day, they, they marketed anything. I don't know if this is actually on pay per view, but I. I mean, that's something we can even ask our audience. I'm sure there have been some kind of uh, pay, some kind of pay television featuring monster trucks. Um, in fact. I know they do. They're very big in live events, so I wouldn't be be surprised if they have a truck of Palooza or something like that. Because heck, before 1985, everybody thought nobody thought they would have a pay per view for wrestling, and you see how huge that is. And now with UFC, uh, excuse me, uh, MMA, you know, I bet you there's a market somewhere. There's a market for everything. If we're gonna watch people scarf down hot dogs on July 4th every year which I love to do, somebody's going to watch Monster Trucks on TV and pay for it. Well, well, uh, I'll tell you this. If that ever comes to pay-per-view, I will not be watching. <laughs> do, do, you watch, do you watch the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? No, I don't. But you know what? I wake up every time a little bit late on the 4th of July and miss it because it's usually in the early a.m., and, no, it's and at I 5 p.m. What are you doing on July 3rd, Zach? <laughs> are you wait? Are you serious? No, yeah, it's, it's like not. 4 or 5 p.m. No, it's definitely in the morning. I listen. I will tell you this. Every time I miss it, and I'm really upset, I don't watch it. And then I think like five seconds later, 
wait, why the hell do I want to watch 11 people eat as many hot dogs? I'm just going to feel sick. Oh, my gosh. You've got, I mean, you've got women doing it. It's like uh, uh, the Black Widow. She's, she's like 110 pounds, and she starts down 40 of them with Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi and Crazy Legs Hirsch. These guys are legends. You've got to watch these guys on July 4th. They're, they're amazing. They're my kind of athlete. You know what? It does take a special kind of person to do that, but I will openly say right now to make it more interesting, legalize Kobayashi. Bring him back. I want him to compete with Chestnut. <laughs> okay, now I'm... How do you I'm... ban the second most respectable athlete in your sport? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, he's a, he's a little bit crazy. I, I know it's a, more of a contract thing, and then he tried to jump on stage and, <laughs> and ruin it for uh, Joey a few years ago. I mean, that was, that was big news for me when that was happening. I was the only one watching. I was going, whoa, Kobayashi's on stage. He wasn't even invited. It was like WWE. It was great. <laughs> Now I'm Googling this just to see what time of day is Nathan's hot dog eating contest because now I just need to know because I'm telling you, I am right. Okay, well, I'm And gonna, I want to know wait, what I'm party with you on July you get to it 3rd. What's that? I, I definitely want to party. I want to party with you on July 3rd if, if you're, <laughs> like, waking up at, at like, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Tell you what, you you Google it, you let me know what time it is, and I'll know what I've done wrong here. <laughs> I am uh, actually uh, trying to run a show and look for that at the same time. It's 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 pretty tough, but uh, there is a great history, and this has gone on every July Fourth since 1972. And uh, with me being born in 1971, it is almost as old and as legendary as me. So let's move on, Zach, because we really, we, like we always do, we get way off the subject, and that's what I enjoy most about this show. But let's get back to it, and something very interesting has happened. And I had an article that uh, I'm running, a feature that I'm running every week now, and it is called Random Thoughts of a Black and Gold Mind, and you can read that on Behind the Still Curtain as I plug myself. And one of my, one of my thoughts was, I wonder during Vince Williams' contract negotiation, where he, where he went and signed a new deal to remain with the Pittsburgh Steelers, if he said to the guys, said to Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, hey, my brother's a free agent, maybe you should bring him in. So I was thinking about that, and I'm like, nah, they would never do that. And then right before the show, I read that there is interest, and Carlos Williams is visiting with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there is interest in Vince Williams' brother in Pittsburgh. Now, so my question here, number five in the fact or fiction, any Carlos Williams interest is merely due to appease his brother Vince. Fact or fiction? You know, I, I say this as – I say this fact, first off, I want to say this. But I also think – listen, I'm not going to try to take away the talent that this guy has. He's clearly good enough to play on the NFL level, and I think a lot of people know that. However, is it the right fit for this team right now that's got a lot of different people battling for positions, especially guys like Javon Hargrave that we were talking about earlier in the show? Absolutely not. It's just not the right time to bring him in. And I, I think it's simple as that, Brian. I, I don't think it goes any deeper. I think it's strictly to please the brother right now. You know what? I am. When I wrote that article last week, I was inclined to uh, to think the same thing. But now I'm thinking there is genuine interest in that of Carlos Williams. The guy had, I believe, and I just had it, and uh, it just popped off of my screen. I believe nine touchdowns and 517 yards last year. The problem with Carlos Williams right now is he is tipping the scales close to about 300 pounds, uh, according to that of Rex Ryan. So that might be the problem. But I'm actually going to say fiction, that I think Vince brought it up, and I believe Vince said, hey, check out my brother. 
but I think they actually are intrigued by a guy that knows how to find the end zone like Carlos Williams. He was dynamic last year when he was healthy enough to play. And yes, he is a big he is on the larger end as a back. But we have seen in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has had success over the years with an extra large running back. And for a uh, a third option, I find a guy like Carlos Williams um even though I'm excited about Daryl Richardson, and I like Fitz Toussaint, but I would love to see a guy like Carlos Williams come in, get a chance, be in a positive environment around his brother. I know, I know it's not the home for wayward players, but I just think something has changed in me this week that I think, you know, maybe this fits. This is intriguing to me, and I would love to see him come in and get an opportunity. So I'm actually thinking that there is legitimate interest, but I would not be surprised if Vince did not bring up the – in fact, I will tell you, Vince had to have brought it up. And the more they thought about it, they're like, hmm. They were like me. They're like, hmm, maybe we should bring him in. This guy is intriguing. So that's why I am going to disagree with you, and I'm going to say fiction on this one, Zach. Listen, uh, Toussaint's there, you're going to have Le'Veon Bell, and you're going to have D'Angelo Williams. When is this guy going to play past week three when Bell comes back? That's my question for you, Brian. You never know, and we've talked about this in weeks past. I am never completely confident that Le'Veon Bell, he has not done it, he did not do it last season and did not do it the season before, last an entire season even with some games off at the beginning of the year due to suspension. So you never know what's what's going to go on. Look at a team like Kansas City. Could you name the running backs that uh, that started last year? It wasn't just Jamal Charles. It was Tricantric West. It was Spencer Ware. All those guys were in there because it seemed like every time you turned around, a guy in Kansas City was going down. It seemed like every time you turned around in Pittsburgh, a running back was going down. We, we, had, we had postseason games with uh, TNT, Todman and Toussaint in there. That is the one position in the NFL where you are definitely going to see a guy get hurt. You're going to run through that. You're going to change those guys more than I change underwear. And I change underwear a lot. But without, but without saying, the fact that these guys are the ones that are getting targeted most of all because they're touching the ball 35 times a game. They're going to have more wear and tear. They're going to have more shelf time. And a guy like Carlos Williams could come in and be a definite help. I hope they sign him. I think this is intriguing. First, I thought, like, like everyone else and like you're agreeing to now, I thought it was just to appease Vince Williams. But the more I think about it, I'm thinking, you know what? There's a market here for him. And here's a, the, I know the Jets were heavily looking at him, but I think with what's going on with him, he's going to come in on the cheap and knowing that he's in a good environment with his brother who has been, besides us threatening guys on Twitter, which, you know, gosh, I mean, if, look who it was. It's the, it's the Cincinnati Bengal who shall remain nameless, uh, which I will not even say his name on this show right now. But, uh, you know, instead of besides threatening guys he's been a model citizen for that team and i i feel that they could uh they're excited of what another williams brother could possibly bring and i like it so i'm hoping i'm hoping it happens well you know if, if it does happen i i certainly don't think it's a negative thing but at the same time like i was saying earlier you got a ton of roster spots on both sides of the ball that people are fighting for uh, you can't just go out just to appease one of those guys, especially when someone like Eli Rogers is fighting or Tyler Matakavich. I mean, all those guys, they're all battling for these positions. By the way, the Chiefs did start a lot of guys at running back, but I really wish they started Priest Holmes. I missed that guy. He was great. <laughs> Priest Holmes, another number 31. Uh, <laughs> good old Priest Holmes. A lot of people forget the fact that the Ratbirds let go of him way too early, which is uh, I was thrilled about because I uh, I love Priest Holmes. But the one year that I drafted him was the year he got hurt. So I kill guys 
So anybody excited about David Johnson? I drafted him yesterday in a 14-team league, so I'm going to probably get him hurt. So thank me for not drafting Antonio Brown, and thank me for drafting David Johnson, because I get everybody hurt. I had Andrew Luck last year. I was the guy responsible for his bad season, because it was the first time I ever had him, first bad season. It's all because of the Brian Davis jinx. <laughs> the Brian but, Davis jinx. I mean, that that's really serious. That could apply to a lot of other things, not just injury uh, prone football players. There. Oh, I have a I have a pants jinx that we'll get into. I'm actually writing an article about uh, a feature that'll probably be in the off season because no one wants to read about about my Steeler pants now. But uh, I definitely. I definitely really changed the outcome of games with superstition, and I think we'll we'll put that on the factor fiction coming up in the next couple of weeks. That'll that'll be a fun discussion. But getting back to the roster spot um, conundrum that you brought up, how many running backs do you need on the team? Okay, we know we're going to have a fullback. We know we're going to have Roosevelt Knicks. Need to have them. Okay, okay, we need to have that fullback. But we're only going to have one. Last year we had two. You need to have. You definitely need Le'Veon Bell. You definitely need D'Angelo Williams. But you're always going to carry a third running back. And you have a guy right now, like I said, you have Toussaint, and you have uh, Richardson fighting out for that spot. But Richardson looked a little more pedestrian um, in week three as opposed to week one. And I'm thinking you've you got to have a third running back in there. So it could be Carlos Williams. He's not going to take away from somebody else. He's going to take away from one of, the, one of the guys um, fighting for the running back position. And, that's, and you want competition there, and you want the best player to play. But, Brian, week four, you're talking about Le'Veon Bell, backed up by D'Angelo Williams, who's backed up by Fitzgerald Toussaint. That's three right there. Do you really need a fourth? It doesn't have I mean, to be I Toussaint. There are other positions that need the depth. Why does it, why does it have to be Toussaint? I'm not saying it necessarily has to be Toussaint, but why take it away from a guy who's worked hard and worked his way into the position where he has been known as the backup if one of those two guys goes down above him? I mean, Toussaint, listen, he's not fantastic, but he has been reliable, and he has been somebody who's been a stealer now for a little while. So why give him the And I agree with you, but, that, but he, technically he hasn't been a stealer for a year. They, I guess. They picked him up. They picked him up. On Labor Day last year. So I disagree. I, I respectfully disagree with you on that. You pick the best player, Zach. And in this position, well, you know, it could and, be a guy like Carlos case, Williams. So you let him fight it out. Well, I think, you know, if they go that far, then it's definitely going to be a battle for that little spot. Well, I think it will be interesting, and we will see what happens. This could all end up being a smokescreen. Yeah, you never even know. Um, gosh, we've been uh, we're running behind, so let's uh, go ahead to number six. And number six of the factor fiction, the unit with the most concerning lack of depth in Pittsburgh is the offensive line. Factor fiction. All right, listen, Brian, we're running behind here on time, so I'll keep it quick. Fiction. Steelers' offensive line used to be one of the worst in the league. Uh, if we remember a few years ago, Ben Roethlisberger was rushed and hurt uh, more than any other position right now. And I will say fiction from the perspective of I think it is the special team that is the weakest unit. At, listen, it still is a unit. I, I don't have a ton of faith in Chris Boswell. I really just don't. Uh, you know, he had a nice first year, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table. And I haven't been confident about a Steeler punter since Daniel Sepulveda. And he let me down, or even before that, Chris Gardaki. I mean, I can't trust any of these guys anymore, so I think it's the special teams personally. But I'm talking about depth when a guy goes down. I agree with you. The offensive line is one of the best units on the team. But what happens when one of those guys go down? We saw minor injuries to, uh, to Cody Wallace so far this year. We saw, we saw injuries to um, Marcus Gilbert the other night who just uh, – uh, restructured his deal. Um, Alejandro Villanueva has been hot and cold. I think he is the guy there. But Ryan Harris looked almost dreadful the other night in New Orleans. 
Um, with that being said, if one of those one of those top five go down, and we're pl- we're plugging and playing guys, that's the that's the uh, unit that scares me. I'm talking about the backups. Yeah, well, you know, at, at that case, and as far as the backups go, and I apologize, I guess I misunderstood the question there. Um, for me, you know, I, I think that you've seen a number of guys who potentially can, you know, in years past, guys like Mike Adams uh, or, you know, like Ramon Foster, who have been able to step up and play those backup roles. And so, yes, they've lost those guys, but does that mean that they can't go out and grab someone? Listen, offensive linemen are dime a dozen. Like, you're going to be able to sign one at, at, at any given opportunity. You know what I'm saying? But I think when it comes to the special teams end of it, uh, they're pretty weak up front, and they don't really have any backups. So, I mean, what happens if one of those one of those guys goes down? You got to go back out and sign Josh Scobie uh, if it's going to be Chris Boswell and have him come in and miss fifty percent of his attempts. By the way, speaking of which, I, I really don't want to get us off topic for right now, but Carlos Aguayo there for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might get cut, and they spend a second round pick on him. So <laughs> I know, I think that's hilarious. But what? I mean, what Chris Boswell have you been watching? Are we watching the same guy? I no. Listen, I, I and here's the thing. I I am of the belief that you know with with what Josh Scobie came in and did, you know the Steelers are you know very hesitant uh, with who they put in in those kicking situations. I mean, listen, Sean Sweezum was good for the years that he was there, and Jeff Reed was a formidable kicker for the number of years. But but when does it kind of, you know, stop? When do these guys fizzle out? Because every kicker sort of has a lifetime, unless your name is Adam Vinatieri, which just keeps kicking to this day. Um, but, you know, I, I think that each of those guys sort of has their window where they stop making those big-time kicks. Okay, you know what? I have not done this to you, but I'm going to break out the dude card. Dude! Jeff Reed! came on in 2002 and left the team in 2010 when he was cut for Sweezum. Yes. He was that good. But, but I tell you what, let's do that another, another time. I will, um, we'll, we can continue this next week, and we will go ahead and say uh, I will disagree with you. I'm afraid of the backup situation as far as the offensive line goes. I feel that uh, guys like Hubbard and Harris, they scare me quite a bit. I know what a guy like Wallace can do, and I really do like Cody Wallace, but it does worry me of the depth of the offensive line, especially big guys get hurt easy. So with that being said, that's the six-pack of Factor Fiction for another week. Zach, once again, we are brought to you by Frank Walker Law and Centerfield Smoke. So remember them, go out and check their website. And I thank you for another great week, my friend, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good, Brian. Really quick, I'm going to pepper in a final fact. It goes with my final fact last week. Final fact, Steelers going to win preseason week number four. Book it, and we're going to start with a win in week one. I like what you're saying. I smell what you're cooking, and I agree with you 100%. So thank you, Zach Parnes. I will talk to you once again next week as we get closer and closer to the new season. Factor Fiction, thank you very much. Remember Behind the Steel Curtain, remember Frank Walker Law, remember Centerfield Smoke, and remember us next week. That's a fact, Jack. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, 
bears in video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Podcast. It's not Voltron. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.